You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. You know, not only are we going to do a podcast today, Al, we're going to do like a full week of podcasts. Well, you know, like Monday through Thursday, because we haven't done four in a row in how long? Well, uh, I'm not sure. It's a we, while. Well, not too long, because we take when we take off uh, during the summers, and we, we take off Fridays for the most part. True, a lot of Mondays, though. And a handful of Mondays. But we are back for four, and I'm very, I was actually annoyed when I saw you on Twitter on Saturday night. And I'll tell you why. Yes. About three weeks ago, we had a conversation about Hey, you know, Rick Springfield to Borgata. Not that I'm a big Rick Springfield fan, but I'm always looking for a reason to go to Borgata. And I said, you know what? I would talk to my wife about it, and I didn't. And I forgot. And I saw you tweeting about it Saturday night. Yeah. And I said, son of a bitch, we should have gone. Yeah, I went to see Rick Springfield. Well, I had forgotten about it as well. And then we were looking for something to do Saturday night. And I saw, oh, Rick Springfield's oh, at Borgata. Got it. Uh, and it was raining, and I knew it was at an outdoor venue, but I mm. thought we could go down the Borgata, and then if it's uh, raining, we'll just uh, we'll go to a nice dinner, and then we'll we'll um, gamble or something. Yes. But at nine o'clock, when Rick Springfield wasn't coming on until like nine thirty, it had stopped raining, which is awesome. So I went out there to rock out to Rick Springfield. And I got to tell you, those those um, shows from the yeah people from the eighties and things, what they are really selling you is an hour or ninety minutes of your youth. Yes. They're giving you your youth back. Absolutely. Because all of the people in that crowd were so excited for Rick Springfield. And everyone always says, oh, Rick Springfield only has one song, Jesse's Girl. Not true. If you went, if I had invited you, I had forgotten, uh, you Mm. would know, oh, yeah, oh, yes, I know this song. Oh, yeah, I know that one, too. He does have a lot of hits. Okay. The guy's 66. He was shirtless and looked pretty good. Of course he did. Because what is he doing for an hour and a half every night? Rocking out. And he's running around on stage, and he's moving, and he's burning calories, and he's probably not eating that bad. I mean, it's, it's an interesting life. It really is. If you can handle moving yeah. around like that. And then the cool thing was, Jerry, during his song Human Touch, which the chorus is, we all need that human touch, he came into the crowd. How about that? And I was teasing uh, Gina, who I was with. I said, ooh, maybe you'll get to touch Rick Springfield. She loved Rick Springfield, you know, along with all the other gals there from childhood. Well, here comes Rick Springfield, dead ahead for for me. And we touched them. Now, I heard uh, there was a friend of mine that was there. They said someone that looked like you might not have been you. You took your left hand and you grabbed his nipple. 
I did not grab his nipple. I gave him the uh, the triple pat on his shoulder. Like, Interesting. Yeah, I did that. All right, I thought you rubbed his nipple. No. Right. Uh, I was frantically trying to get my phone to get a video of me touching Rick Springfield. And when my phone got all, you know, when you when run, you need the cameras on the oh, it phone. It takes forever for it to get up right. and ready. Yeah. And it was set on, for some reason, it must have been from in my podic in on panoramic mode. It oh, was, I couldn't get out of it. Right. It was chaos. And uh, these women in their 50s were shoving me to get, because they also wanted to touch Rick Springfield. It wasn't their nipples you were touching. I was not. Okay. But it was nice to, I do love when you can... Uh, I will always pay for someone to sell me my youth back. Absolutely. Why not? Which it's Rick fun. Springfield That's why I have a buddy of mine goes to see Motley Crue every year. Yeah. He's like, great. I feel like I'm, I'm a sophomore in high school again when they, you know, play home sweet home. Yes. He's like, I, I love it. So I totally get it. Right. It brings you back. We went to, I mean, uh, once upon a time, I used to go to a lot of concerts at the Art Center. I know you still go there sometimes. And Bruce Hornsby was playing. And it was just Bruce Hornsby solo, piano, and that was it. He had no other backup the, singer. The range wasn't with him? There was no range. This okay. was when he had Harbor Lights, if you remember that song, Tall, Cool One, songs like that. Um, and he invited everybody up to the stage. And my wife, had my girlfriend at the time, and she's like, you want to go up? I'm like, no, I'm not going up. Look at these lunatics. And I think she got, she got mad at me. She wanted you to be the fun guy, go up on stage yeah, but the with people Bruce were like, Here's what the problem was. Once he invited everybody up, it was like a herd to yeah. the stage. And if you know me long enough now, and I think you do, if everybody's going one way, I want to go the other way. Yeah, you're not a crowd guy. It's just, I don't know. I just don't want to follow what everybody else is doing. I, I really think she was angry at me that night. You're a leader, not a follower. I don't know what I am. Oh. I don't like following, though. Right. I might not be anything. You don't like following crowds. I don't. No, I really don't. Just like if, you know... If tomorrow bacon-covered uh, Snicker bars become the big hit, I don't want one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Makes sense. I also wonder, like, so Rick Springfield, he had that, like, Jesse's Girls, like, 82, 83. If you would have told 1982 Rick Springfield. Sure. In 2015, you can still make a good living going out playing all these songs. No chance he would have believed that. But he's no different than anybody else. If you tell what would told the Rolling Stones in 1968. Right. That in the year 2015, <laughs> you're going to be grandparents and you're still going to be rocking out, and women are still going to be throwing themselves at you. And not only will people pay, pay the highest prices they've ever paid. The Rolling Stones concerts are off the it's charts crazy. expensive. How about ACDC? They're still out there. Because they know the people who like those bands are now in their 40s and 50s and can afford to pay those well, prices. Well, that's true, but have you ever gone to some of these um, some of these concerts where you actually start to see the 18- and 19-year-old kids going to Yes. Them? And I, I represent my... Would, give myself as an example when I got into Dylan at the age of 18 when he was already way past his prime. What the hell am I doing going to look at a Bob Dylan singing to people with a harmonica and slurring his words for an hour and a half? But it's weird how all of a sudden it kind of crosses over. Like, you know, why would kids in high school now get into Led Zeppelin? But they do. Right. It's funny. Music's timeless. It really is. So, you know what's not timeless? What's that, Jerry? Drew Storen's Hand in Season. Now, who is that? Over. Well, Drew Storen's the guy who has had a horrendous time with the Nationals. He was their closer, and then the Nationals went and got uh, Jonathan Papelbon, and he was relegated to be the eighth-inning guy. Clearly not happy about it. That's obvious. Remember he had the problem with the Mets where he gave up the big home run? Well, as it turned out, after that, he went into the locker room, and he slammed the locker shut so hard, he actually broke his hand. Done for the season. Now, not that the Nationals are going anywhere anyway, but you talk about going from – there's two, two things that can happen – you can go from, excuse me, Jonathan Papelbon, and you can get pissed off and take your job back, or you can be like, I'm Jonathan Papelbon, and then go break your hand. 
he went the wrong way. Were you a guy that would do these things? Like, if you were angry, would, would, pissed, you, yes, would you punch would be, walls? Yes. You would. Have you uh, experienced that in real life, wherein you I injured have. yourself out of anger? I have. What have I'm you done? Not going to, I'm not going to share Oh. That. I will not share it. I will share one then. Okay. I was once, uh, this to tell you how old I am, I was once typing a paper on a, a typewriter, not an electric typewriter, it was a, and I kept making mistakes, so I punched at the typewriter, and... Those are big, heavy metal typewriters. Yes, that did sure. not go well for me. No, I would think that would not go well. It just for cut anybody. my hand up. And, and I watched a great Tom Petty documentary a couple of years ago. He got angry and punched a cement wall and shattered his hand and I'm could not sure. play guitar or record or do anything for, like, I think it was like two years or yes. something. I, I mean, think about what you're talking about. You're not going to win that battle. Yeah. It's a cement wall. Right. The, the one I will yeah. share a little, I share. Uh When I was... 16 or 17, I would say, I got uh, into an argument. I had a baseball bat, and instead of using the bat, I showed my anger by breaking the pool filter. With the bat. With the bat. The bat broke. The pool filter broke. I thought, I don't know what I did to my wrist. I think I sprained it at the time, but the, my hand and wrist jammed. Not good. So would you say that was something from when you were younger? No, you because still, it, you had, still... it happened in my 20s, too, which I'm not going to get into. Well, what about your 30s, 40s? Um, I still... All right, I'll give, oh, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Okay, so if you follow me on Twitter, okay, you would know that yesterday my laptop of almost oh, yes. 10 years died yesterday, completely died. A great run for a laptop. So this is, yeah, this is actually a good one. So I've had this laptop. It's been great. I, had, I, I put something on it, a cleaner. This thing has run tremendously for nine and a half years. There was one time, though, I was trying to prep for a Columbia game uh, last year in March. So this year, but the end of last so basketball So this was nine season. years old at this point. Yes, exactly. And the computer froze on me. And I, I just lost it because I, it was one of those Fridays where I left here. Instead of staying here for the game, I had to go home because I didn't have any time to prep for the game. So I had to go home. I only had a couple of hours. I had to be back in the car by 3 to get back to Columbia. And the computer wasn't working, and it was locking up. And at one point, I grabbed it, and I smashed it down about six different times to where I looked over my right shoulder, and my four-year-old was staring at me. Mm. <laughs> Go and look at Daddy just terrified. Oh, terrified. And, uh, yes, and I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, I lose it with stuff like that. Yeah, I'm the same way. So, yeah, I've seen. <laughs> the only thing that's changed for me over the years yeah. is I'm, I will look around for something I can punch that's not a hard wall. So I might like right now, if I wanted, was so angry, I would look and maybe go, well, I'll punch that the foam wall that they, we have for sound. Yes. That'd be a good you idea. You know, I, I, I will, I will but, look around for but different things. But that's not things. satisfying. Yeah, it's not. It's really not. It's like, oh, let me go punch the water in the pool. Great. What is yeah. that going to do? I want to hit somebody or it's something. Like, it's like when Amari Stoudemire uh, punched the, um, what did he have? Like uh, the, the, yeah, the uh, fire, fire extinguisher, extinguisher glass. Yeah. The problem now, here's the problem with that. And I know this because, as you can see on my wrist, that goes from my hand down there. I have the slice. That was not a out scar. of anger. That was out of reactionary. And my hand went right through a glass window, believe it or not. And as I learned, and what Mari probably did was when you put your hand through the glass, you do not rip your skin. You rip your skin after it goes through, and then you freak out and pull it back. Oh. That's how it slices. You can actually punch right through a window, just hold your arm straight through. And then knock the window around, you can pull your arm back out. Oh, really? It's the reactionary 
boom, you're pulling it back because when you punch it, the glass goes forward. Right. Now the jagged edge rips your skin. I almost died from that. Oh, when was that? This was when I was 17 working at a gas station, and the um, paramedics got to me. I was already, they said, um, quite pale. Really? And I missed, what are, what are the arteries that go? One the, of the, uh, yeah, the, the veins, the big, rather? The big arteries, I yeah. I missed one of the um, uh, pertinent veins by literally fractions of a centimeter. Hmm. Crazy. Jerry, okay, that was uplifting. Jerry, Jeremy Lin, you know him. I do. He's yeah, now yeah. with the Charlotte Hornets. Hi, I'm Phil Sims, and I have Lin Sanity. He says he tried to uh, get to the arena uh, for the first time going to the arena. He had tweeted out He tweeted out the following. Went to the Hornets arena for the first time and tried convincing security I'm a player. She said, with what team? LOL. Oh. Hashtag everywhere I go. Meaning this happens to him everywhere. Sure. Not everyone should know who Jeremy Lin is. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, security, just because someone works security at that arena doesn't mean they're a basketball fan. Right. And also, let's be honest, Jeremy Lin's fall from fame Yes, has been slow and steady. But, I mean, at this point now, he's another guy in the league. He's not, you know, when he was here, it's really remarkable when you think back to that three or four months he had with the Knicks he was not only the story in this town, he was that he was the story in America. Right. I mean, it was crazy. I'll never forget that three-pointer he hit in Toronto where he was five feet behind the three-point line, and we came in the next day, and Craig can make fun of him all he wants. He was the leader of the Linsanity bandwagon for a few months. Yeah, it was exciting. And it was. It really was thrilling, and he became a household name. And But, boy, ever since he left, it's been nothing. Yeah. He's been, an, he's been fine. He's been no more than an That's average That's got to be NBA weird player. to him, right? That well, guy made was, him a lot of money. Yeah, it did make him money. He made a fortune. I was one time, I worked for CBS Corporate Radio, and we were in the MTV building, and we were doing an interview for radio with John Bon Jovi. Mm. So he was coming to the building to do it in person, and uh, security would not let him up. Small and he guy, was, right? Yeah, he was Bon Jovi right. in the MTV building. But the security guards have no idea who Bon Jovi is. Right. And he was, he was great with it. He just calls that, oh, they won't let me up. I don't have my ID, and they don't know who I am. Right. <laughs> I had to come down and get Bon Jovi. Which, hey. Then we had an awkward um, elevator ride. Well, that's like uh, Neo. Yeah. When you sent me down to get Neo. Oh, right. And I asked him what he did. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I saw you're on the show. I'm, what do you do? <laughs> and he looked at me like, who the hell is this guy? He's like, well, I sing. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Right. I'm like, like professionally? You're right. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in fairness, Oops. back then we didn't know. No one really knew. I guess he, he actually well, had, he did have a He had a couple songs out. because I told my wife that story and she was actually embarrassed for me. <laughs> and my son actually knew who he was. So now at this point I would be better equipped for it because yes. I actually listen to a lot of my son's music now right. and all that pop, top, whatever, the pop, top, top 40 yeah. stuff. Um, but back then I was still into, listen, I'm listening to my music and you can sit and shut up back there. Right. Not anymore. Now it's like, what do you want to listen to? All right, now let's move on. So I had my pool covered the other day, believe it or not, and it's Labor Day. I'm kind of done with that. And now I'm trying to figure out what to do with the barbecue. And the one thing I noticed is it's kind of gross, actually. But the barbecue is only like four or five years old. And then Kim's like, well, I'll go buy new grates for it. I'm like, but they're not old. And so I was on touchofmodern.com um, Sunday, and I found the grill bot. The, you put this thing on the grill, on the grates, the thing cleans it to where they look brand new. 
How cool is that? So it's similar to they have the robot that will vacuum your house by itself and the thing that will clean the pool by itself. Yes. This is a similar thing, but you put this on the grill and it cleans the grill automatically. Yes. And the thing I love about it, I'm not even kidding. It's not even a hundred bucks. Like it's less than a hundred dollars. And now I don't have to worry about buying grill grates every two years. And every time, listen, every time you use the barbecue, you don't want it to look like garbage. I'm looking at the grill bot, touchamodern.com. Yeah, they have all the latest man gadgets, Jerry. And if you also want to be a trend center in your group, they have the latest clothing, newest products available at touchamodern.com. They'll have everyone wanting to copy the style of Jerry Recco and me, Al Dukes. So get ready to upgrade your style without upping the price, Jerry. Touchofmodern.com has all the latest trends at the best prices anywhere. And listeners can get immediate access when they sign up at touchofmodern.com. That's touchofmodern.com. Do it today because tomorrow, Jerry, it'll all be different. That's how life rolls in the fast lane. A touch of modern. When do you think you'll get your grill thing? Uh, I actually think I'm probably going to order today, to be quite honest I'd with like you. I'd like to because, see a video of that. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And the fact that I'm starting to really winterize the backyard now and getting, getting it set, I'm covering everything, I would like to have it by the weekend. you got to winterize, Jerry. A uh, new study is out, Jerry. Thank, don't, ask me, don't ask me where I got this from because I never know where these yeah. studies come from. Oh, here we go. Well, a study from the University of oh. Portland, Maine. Uh, well, Jerry, funny you say that. It's the University of Oslo and oh, Senshu Jesus. University in Japan. Oh. Uh, and it finds that women, if you're looking to be in a long-term relationship, women like men that smile a lot. They like a smiler for a long-term relationship. All right. I think that makes sense. If they're looking for a hookup, they're looking for um, men. Let's see. What is the, how, is the, how did they word this? Let me they're guess. Looking a bad for, boy. No, no. Scowling men. Men with a scowl. I wonder why that would That's be. That's for hookups. Because uh, it's the bad boy, Jerry. And girls for hookups want the bad boy, but they don't want to marry the bad boy. Because a, a mar- marrying to a bad boy is just going to be a terrible life for you. Yeah, pain in the ass is what it would be. Pain in the ass. But if you can hook up with the bad boy, girls like that. So, and now, would you be the same way with a girl? If you're looking for a one-night stand, do you want a girl who's going to be just a pain in the ass, but, you know, like rock your world for a couple of hours? A girl who's scowling, Jerry? I am not. I don't want to say scowling. Oh, okay. Don't say scowling. Well, let's say someone you don't want to bring home to mom and dad dresses like, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it, yeah. but just dresses very provocative. sexually. You just like to have a good couple of hours right. and see ya. I think maybe as a, when I was a younger man, Jerry, but I'm into settling down these days. Wow. When are the invitations <laughs> coming? <laughs> Eddie said I would be the best man. That's not true. That's not true. I would be Craig. I have best friends in real life. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Not really. I have a friend, Paul, the guy I sometimes do my my. Let's be honest. Here's my podcast Paul, with. Here's what pa- Paul's your convenience friend. <laughs> That's I not don't true. have a podcast guest. Hey, Paul. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. We're longtime friends. All right. I have a, uh, my friend John and Steve. John and Steve. That sounds like a new movie that Kevin Smith is going to make. John and Steve befriend Al. <laughs> <laughs> they were my friends since high school, so yeah. they're equals. I don't think they like you though. No, they like. Think me. about how much more time we spend with you now. I know, but yeah, it's true. I spend more time with you than I spend with Kim. Right. Like I was <laughs> the best I was the best man at a wedding for the kid I grew up with who lived right next door to me. Okay. And we were best friends for the longest time. But then he went to college. He was a couple of years younger than me. Mm. Then he went to when he went to college, he went up to Boston College and then he just settled in Boston. He stayed there, yeah. 
never see him again. Sure. I mean, I only see... I, I mean, was the best man at his wedding. So what? I have uh, no best, idea what's going on in his I life. I was the best man at... Well, best man... I was in a wedding party. Guy moved to North Carolina. I haven't seen him forever. Yeah. I mean, a kid I grew up with. Went in the Marines. A couple of emails when he was in, like, Germany. Haven't heard from him since. Who did you have as your best man? My brother. Your brother. That's an easy out. Well, it's not an out. Well, no, I'm just saying because, like... Um, no decision. If I have three friends that I find of of equal friendship, what do I, what would I do? You don't name one. You don't name one. No. You have a wedding party and it's just those three guys, and it's no one's a best man. You oh, guys no are, one's a best man. I think that's the easiest thing to do. What if I had a competition for the best man? I like that too. We like a, have like, a, like, like a, a man man competition. Yeah, like a bachelor party getaway, but I it's like, a competition. <laughs> I do. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> you want, you think a strongman competition? I do. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's awesome. Or or here we go, a Spartan race. Ooh, yes. Uh, there it is. Maybe a combination. So like, where do me and Eddie like fit in and all this? Well, I'm, you've already have me married off. I'm I'm just saying, speculating. I wonder how guys pick best men. The thing I'm wondering is how fast that moves. So, like, when I got engaged, yeah, you know, we were young, so we went, like, the year-and-a-half engagement. Right. Now, it wasn't three years like a friend of mine did, but a year-and-a-half, pretty long time, but gave us time to get everything in order, find somewhere to live, because that was all new to us. Right. At this point in your life, I mean, honestly, listen, you want to get married? Yes. Next Thursday, good? <laughs> right? I mean, how much time do you waste? A month? Do you, like, six months? Less than a year, for sure, right? Well, who even knows uh, if people marry anymore these days, Jerry, o- uh, an older person like myself? Uh, well, you don't have to. I right. mean, listen, you can move in, but after six years, you're married anyway. Right. The common law marriage. Common law. So, I mean, and I don't know if, like, all this time now, if it's, like, retro, like when you put a guy on the DL. Right. You know, does the law look does at it Does it count as, from your first date? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. But I think it counts the first day you move in. Oh, okay. Well, so that I would guess, make sense. I would but you have spent you time together, so I don't know how that would work. It's all very interesting. I think it's like if you have your own residence, you're never common law marriage. Well, that would be true. I would agree with that. Is that what you're going for? I have a home in Basking Ridge. Maybe you do. You hate it there. No, I don't hate it I there. You, I like I it there. I thought you've had enough. I just like the Jersey Shore area, but it's it's far from New York for a commute. I agree with that. So you have a summer house and you've got Basking Ridge. Summer house. Yes. I, I summer in <laughs> down the Jersey That's Shore. That's all. It's perfect. You've really got the best of both worlds. And the fall foliage I get to see in Basking Ridge. New Jersey. You're going to go pick pumpkins? Yeah, I definitely am picking pumpkins. Really? Yeah, take I like doing nieces that. nieces and nephews, I hope. Please no. don't go you go yourself. No, I don't go by myself. That's where you take a, a, a nice, um, Lady that's friend. a good, that's a great outing. I agree. For a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife situation. I agree. It's a fun thing. I figured, um, I think this year, is, I've got to end something next year. I can't keep doing the Cowboys and Columbia because this is my 10th straight fall without having a weekend off or a day off yeah, that's in no the fall. Good. And I never get to do that stuff. And the kids are getting big. I think at some point before one of them goes to high school, I should have a, a day in the fall. Yeah, to do you need, uh, you're like Boomer. You don't have weekends off. That's I don't, weird. I don't have weekends off until April now. I need weekends. Uh, I'm with you. That's why I enjoy April through mid August so yeah. much. So, all right. Well, this was actually pretty good because I've been up now since basically six o'clock yesterday morning and you got me through another hour. And it's almost 11. Yes. Right. Nice job. Give me a lot of sunflower seeds on the way home. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. You'll be chewing those. Oh, my God. All right. Well, All right, have, Jerry. A, have a great Tuesday, um, Monday. Monday. And I'll see you tomorrow. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.